This is On The Grid, powered by theracetalk.com on mypodcasthouse.com. All right, time to bring in our co-hosts once again. It is, of course, day three of the 2020 Bathurst 1000. Richard Crowell, Mark Walker. G'day, boys. Aisha Baxter, I'm going straight out. Hot, hot shootout. Great lap from Cameron Waters, 203.5. For pole for the great race, it's one of the better laps we've ever seen at that joint. Second fastest lap in a shootout we've ever seen there, especially if you take away McLaughlin's effort, which it was taken away last year. So, Tremendous job. That car has been hooked up since practice one. And I think it's a testament to Tickford and the way that Cameron's driving it. But boys, the thing that gets for me is the margin, four tenths of a second. We've banged on all weekend about how close and competitive this field is. And he smoked them by four tenths in the one lap dash. So that just makes that effort even more better with the fastest lap of the weekend when it counts. No, you're not wrong there, Crowley. That was (laughs) an absolute great. There were some great laps there though. McLaughlin's looked fairly easy it was in check it didn't look ragged it wasn't loose second place he, he sounded disappointed didn't he on the uh cool down lap but then uh most and Percat, they laid it all out there and they got return on their investment and they're going to line up on the second row of the grid i was probably more impressed by that second row effort from those two than than anything else there today we should mention uh also that this is generally normally the agm of <laughs> yes, uh, the race talk crew uh, down at the chase unfortunately that's not the case this weekend but for those that were there they uh, they definitely got to see some great one lap shootouts Shane Van Gisbergen, and I can't believe how upset he was with his yeah lap. well both those triple A cars went very good in the final oh. sector I, oh. I don't know if that was a, a front tire thing where they used it too early in the lap and we saw how aggressively they were weaving to get front tire temp on the warm-up lap and Maybe the way those cars were set up, they just they used it all in the first sector because they were both cars were quite good in the first and second split, but threw it all away and breaking for the chase and breaking for Murray's. That was that was a strange one. We, we have to single out Nick Percat because he went from tenth to fourth, so biggest yeah. winner out of the shootout if you're not Cameron Waters. So huge lap four two set the benchmark, didn't it? And and we were all wondering how fast this track would be given the conditions and the threat of rain. When he did a four two to start with, we were all like, well you're going to have to do a three to get pole. And that's how it turned out. The surprise I think was that it was only one driver in the threes to do it. And a lot of that's down to those T8 cars not being that fast, but cracking shootout though. The, the energy of those cars is just enormous. Isn't it over one lap? Never, never gets any less significant. And how Chaz Mostert caught that moment at McPhillamy park opposite the gates there with a half a degree of lock on the steering of the WAU car. That, it was a massive moment. And, might have been the 100th of a second difference between him being on the front row alongside his old mate Cam Waters or being directly behind him on the grid because it was 0.01 at the end between himself and Scott McLaughlin. I like the, the cool-down lap banter from Mostert and Percat. They were both absolutely on point. Yeah. The other takeaway there from the two Triple Eight cars wobbling down through the chase is that Van Gisbergen still came out fifth. Jamie's back there in 10th. That's going to be something to really watch tomorrow is that double stack battle track position yep. between those two. It's going to screw whoever's going to be second at some stage and it's going to come late in the race. If they're all having to pit on that crucial lap like they did last year, whoever's behind is going to be left behind. So and I think that's going to be something to watch. Yeah, 100%. And on that point as well, Mark, it's a good one. For 97, P5, okay, that's fine. But how many times in the last couple of years have we seen co-drivers starting this race? You don't want to start 10th 
cold tires, 120 litres of juice on board for that opening stint. Could be wet. We don't know. Certainly the track's going to be quite green and it could be dirty after the supports in the morning. So if you're in car triple eight, if you're James Courtney, I mean, surely if you're Tickford, Brock Feeney doesn't start the race tomorrow. Surely you start JC and have that experience there from the fifth row of the grid. But being that far back in a 25 car field, that's almost mid pack. So the opening lap, she's going to be perilous. And if it's raining, it'll be even more perilous than it normally would be. And we know all about mid-pack, don't we? That's where all the action can be yes. found, especially yeah. at, at start time. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I think the problem, you mentioned Brock Feeney. He had that massive shunt today. That's mm. the He'll obviously get out there and probably bash out 20 minutes in the warm-up by himself tomorrow morning. But uh, that's a bit of a problem there for that camp. Uh, Jamie Wincup's co-driver, though, it is Craig Lowndes. So yeah, true. He does have a reasonable amount of experience around there. So I'll probably be... I agree, but who's who's going to be around him? It's not necessarily yeah. you that you worry about. It's the variables around you that yep. you'd be concerned about. So there could be people pinballing off fences everywhere on that opening lap. The other thing I want to talk about, boys, and we, we're talking about race pace now, of course, and while the, the 888 cars weren't particularly good over one lap in the shootout, their race pace earlier today was awesome. And we tracked Garth Tander quite closely in that practice session, co-driver session early on. He's the only driver, and they're the only car in the field so far to have done essentially what is a full stint. So he did 20 laps in practice seven at lunchtime today. Um, fastest lap was a 207.17. Average lap across the run, 207.69. So just over half a second delta between his fastest lap and the average lap across a 20-lap run. Not so bad. that tells me two things. One, Garth Tander doesn't forget how to drive. And he was on Twitter afterwards going, oh, yeah, just blowing out the cobwebs. Righto. Um, two... Those triple eight cars over a distance are hugely consistent. So if you're still doing mid sevens, which could be race pace if it's dry after 20 laps compared to your, your ultimate pace. I mean, that's, that's a race winning car right there. If you continue that throughout the day. And he was yeah. by far and away the best of the co-drivers in terms of a stint, but more importantly, he was the only one that did pretty much a full stint length, which will be 24, 25 laps if it's dry. So tomorrow, the forecast is now three to six mil. It was up yeah. to 20 mil earlier in the weekend. Still 90% chance, still possibility of storms. But it, it just doesn't look as ugly as it was uh, earlier in the week. So I think yeah. that's a good thing, maybe. Bathurst, Bathurst weather, it, it's a tease, isn't it? Yeah. It, yeah every time, 12 hour this year, we documented earlier in the week. Oh, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. It'll rain before the end. Definitely going to rain. Rain five minutes after the checkered flag. I bet you in 15 minutes at Mount Panorama, it's torrential. Yeah. I guarantee you. We're recording this right at the end of the shootout. I bet you it pours down later on this evening. It, it's a tease. It's a cruel mistress, Mount Panorama, but I'm stoked it stayed dry because um, that was a good result for the sport in the end. You mentioned it on our WhatsApp group, Mark, and I've got 100% agree with you. You've got to love a shootout. We've been treated this year to many shootouts due to the, uh, the new format. Mm that we've seen through COVID, but still none of those shootouts that we've saw that we saw this year come no, that, close in comparison to this. The other shootouts were rubbish. <laughs> this is the only <laughs> one we're playing ones were crap. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Top 10 shootouts at Townsville were fine and, and a shootout on a straight track's great, but they shouldn't use them anywhere really outside of Bathurst. Gold Coast and Adelaide, yes, but Outside of that, I mean, it, it's where it was invented. The concept of the runoff was was invented at Mount Panorama, yeah. made for TV spectacle, Mike Raymond and Channel 7 in the late 70s. And and it's now just an iconic iconic part of our sport and, and it's a bigger prize as it is. This is 
was the second most watched day of motorsport in Australia all year. Yeah. Trumped only by Sunday. So last year, more than 1.2 million watched the shootout on 10 and Fox based on qualifying numbers on Friday, which are up about five or 6% on last year. It'll be a, a similarly large audience again on Saturday uh, on both networks and then tuning in for a big one on Sunday. So it's hugely important. Um, I tell you what, if Monster Energy don't re-up for the next six years for what Cam Waters has delivered them yeah. for the next this weekend, they're on a, they're on a hiding to nothing because they've, they've done such a super job. I think my thing about Bathurst and the shootout is that the track has consequences. Yeah. Like these shootouts work where it's play, you know, it's only one car on the track. It's not that exciting. Mm. But the fact is that that one car can still have a massive prang. I mean, well, chance, you look at back like, Dick Johnson over the years did it twice. Yeah. Peter Brock stuck in the fence. Like it isn't a given that you're going to get through this one lap unscathed. The 11 year old race fan in me still cringes at reference of Brock's 95 shootout shunt at the cutting mark. That's cool. Yeah. That's cruel, as, as would Dick Johnson fans who were there in 83. Um, yeah, but, but even like Chaz Mostert was a slide away from being mm. upside down, Dean Canto on the fence Correct. at McPhillamy Park. That, that moment tipping in there at 220 clicks, the thing almost fired him off the road. So that's the margin. I mean, um, Jamie Winkup dropped it, but he could have dropped it even bigger than that and ended up turning car triple eight into, um, into a small ball of crushed metal down there at the chase. So... Yeah, the consequences are what makes that place so damn good. But it was a great shootout. I, I, I just, we, we can't underestimate the job that Cam Waters has done, though. And it's, again, I come back to the margin, like I talked about at the start. To be up by four tenths is enormous, given the quality of this field. Yeah. And, and that's, that makes it one of those special laps. And, and I tweeted after it, um, like Waters, McLaughlin, McLaughlin. He did exactly to Scott McLaughlin what Scotty's done to everybody in the field for the last three years. He just pulled a lap from nowhere just when you think you've got him on top and and he trapped them. So, yeah, super lap, super effort, super shootout. Very quickly, guys, are we any closer to knowing who's going to win tomorrow? No. 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 Well, no. No, well, you're not, All you? that did was just confuse it even more. <laughs> yeah, it did. But how do you pick a Chebex? And, and even with the improved weather forecast, it's, it's still going to be a mental race and rain will play a role, I'm sure, at yeah. some point. No, well, look, like... it, it, it's good. It, it backs up, Mark, for mine, some of the things in cars we've been focusing on, though. And, and you know, you can't win a race in the top 10 shootout. But it, it's just proof of quality, I think, in 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 a setup and in a car and in a driver. And so cars like 25 that we've been talking about being quite strong with Martin Moore and Luff was good in that co-driver session. Mm. They've backed that up validation. I think Nick Perkat, we talked about him being a star and, and really impressing. So up six spots there in the mix and Tom Randall with a super two win as well. He's going to be on top of the world. You know, that, that sort of validates it. But then you look at Anton's lap and yes, he was seventh, but again, it wasn't a particularly pretty race car, was it? So are the Erebus things going to be hard to drive tomorrow? And if they're hard to drive in the great race, you're not going to win it. It's as simple as that. So I, I think we learned a little bit more, but to answer your question, finally, uh, no, no, we're not. I'll oh, tell you on lap 161. We might not even know then, Shebex. No, we may not. Well, let's leave it at that. Uh, let's have a chat tomorrow when the race gets going. We'll try and do our hourly updates if we have in the past, even though they won't be live from Bathurst, but they'll be live from somewhere. Oh, well, yeah, Zoom. Uh, I will miss on the grid, on the grid. Yeah, so will I. Yeah. Uh, can we do a virtual grid walk? Will it have the same effect? I don't uh, think it will. Like last no. year, you bailed Peter Adderton up, didn't you, on the grid? The I only was, way we could do it goals. is if we got Gary O'Brien to take a phone on Zoom down to the grid for us. Oh, that's not we could actually idea. interview the drivers Yes. on Zoom with 
well, let's see what we can do. Gary O'Brien, who, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is celebrating his 52nd consecutive Bathurst 1000. Yeah, amazing. I mean, amazing. admittedly, 52 is not a massive number when you're 1,040 years old, but still, it's um, it's an impressive achievement. It's no, good day, lads. All right, good day, catch lads. you tomorrow, like boys. That's it for our On The Grid special. Big day tomorrow, Bathurst 1000. Enjoy it.